Our priest is a dying man. The dying men, women, youth. And I will preach as though I will never preach again. So God, God has his reasons for why he saves us in stages. Sanctifies us slowly, makes us fill up every day at his pump. Lest we forget where the gas comes from. Welcome to Follow Me to Heaven, where God's word is truth and your questions matter. So, I am your host, Jonathan Romero, and we've actually been going through Ephesians lately for the past month, month and a week, and we're going to start in chapter 2 today. Um, It's going to be very short, just three verses, but there's so much within these three verses that make the whole gospel important and the reason why it is called the gospel right? Gospel meaning good news. And that actually comes uh, comes into play when we understand the bad news. So that's what we're going to read. That's what we're going to go uh, into, dig into, and we're going to study it very briefly. And yeah, let's jump right in. So chapter two, I'll read actually from verses one through 10. So I'm going to be reading one, verses one through 10. And we're going to be digging into verses 1, 2, and 3. So it says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we were his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, like I said, we've been reading through Ephesians, studying it thoroughly, and um, And in the first chapter, right, we get this very quick intro, and then we get into doxology. We get into this uh, praise of God. And not only just one person of the Godhead, there's actually three that are being worshipped here. It's the Father, right? In verse 3 of chapter 1, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And then... We get to verse 7 where it says, In him, meaning Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. So we also studied that his blood is what cleans us. And by the shedding of this blood that Christ did on the cross, we are forgiven of our trespasses. 
And then we get into verse 11. It says, In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And we get to verse 13 where it says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Capital letters, Holy Spirit. Meaning, this is not only just a random spirit, right? But it's the Holy Spirit. It's God himself in spirit. So we get this thanksgiving to God. We get this um, doxology and blessing the God uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we get the redemption through his blood, meaning Christ. And then we also get God himself, who is the Holy Spirit that were that was promised to us. And it also says that we were sealed meaning it's it's with us it's engraved um it is our down payment per se until we are uh united with Christ we see him face to face so our um this promised holy spirit is is basically our guarantee of our inheritance right and that's what it says in verse 14 and all of that was to the praise of his glory. So all of this, what he just mentioned here, was to glorify God and to praise him. And then we get into verse 15, all the way to the end. And basically it's Paul now saying, For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you. Right? So there he is. Paul is praying for the church of Ephesus and all of those around in Ephesus and saying that he thanks God for them, for their faith. God thanks them. And also, he's saying, I pray that God may reveal himself to you more, right? Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. So the purpose is to know God and to know God more. Um, and that's what is being said here. And then we finally get to verse 1 of chapter 2. Right? So they didn't have chapter breaks or verse verses uh, back then. Whenever Paul wrote the letter, he just wrote the letter from beginning to end. Right? So let's read a little bit before and then dig into verse 1. So we're going to read chapter 1 verse 21 let's start there it says far above all rule and authority and power and dominion above every name that is named not only in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all and in all and you were dead in the trespasses of your sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the mankind, or like the rest of mankind. So, verse 1, and you were dead in the trespasses in sins. Um, Paul is pretty straightforward here when he says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins. So who did he write this letter for, right? We have to remember the context. He wrote it to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ 
Jesus or the believing ones in Christ Jesus. So he's writing this to believers. The believers were the ones who are not only born in the flesh, but they're also born again, right? And this is what it said that, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins. So whenever we were born into this world physically, uh, we were born dead. So we have to get that in mind, get that context down because it only makes the gospel much more glorious or not that it makes it more glorious. It's already glorious, but that we may see for it as what it is, good news, right? So this is the bad news right now. Paul is giving us the bad news and the bad news is that we are dead in the trespasses and sins apart from Christ. And that's what verse 1 is saying. And you were past tense, right? So they were in this position. And what was that position? Dead. So they were dead. So whenever it came to believing in Jesus or anything like that, it was impossible being dead, right? God had to make us alive in order for us to even hear, see, um, and even respond to God's call right? So God wakes us up. It reminds me of back whenever Lazarus was dead for quite a few days, and Jesus says, Lazarus, come out. And what does Lazarus do? He comes out. He was dead, though. Well, whenever God calls your name, right? He knows you by name, and he calls you out. Whenever he calls you out, you come to him, right? This is the idea of irresistible grace, that we can't help but to come to God. So whenever you come to God, it's because God has awakened you and called you out of darkness into light. So, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins. So what is trespasses? What is sins? Um, trespasses basically are violations um, of divine commandments of God. So when God gives you a command and you go against that, uh, you are transgressing, right? So so that's the idea of trespasses, right? We are transgressing uh, God's commands. We have trespassed, right? There's a sign that says no trespassing. That means do not go beyond this. And whenever you go beyond uh, that line, that mark, you are trespassing. And now you're in violation of law. And then it says, and sins. So sins, again, has that same idea, same meaning, which means like offenses uh, of God. So when we offend God, we are sinning, right? So that gives you that idea. And then it continues, right? So verse 2 is actually part of uh, the first sentence in chapter 2. So let's read it again in verse 1. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. So he's Already going back, he's going back to this is where you were before in which you once walked, right? So to walk, according to scripture, they use, they use this wordage that whenever it says you are walking in this, that means you're living it out. So when it says in which you once walked, that means in which you, in which you lived in. But how can you live when it says in you are dead in the trespasses and sins? Well, to be dead in our trespasses and sins is to be alive in darkness. So 
We can move, we can talk, we can say things, but be dead spiritually. And this is what's happening. We are dead spiritually apart from Christ. And here it says, in which you once walked, following the course of this world. So where is this world headed to? Well, this world is headed to um, God's wrath, right? So God is going to not only punish, but he's going to justify his wrath on all of those who are deserving of it, right? Scripture says, for the wages of sin is death. Therefore, if you work and what is due to you is death, right? So when you sin, you are working. And whenever you sin, the outcome is death, right? Following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So now we get to this next portion, and now it's speaking of somebody specific. And this is talking about the prince of the power of the air. Who is the prince of the power of the air? Who is the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience? Well, uh, this is speaking about Satan and his um you could say his work that he's doing here on earth is to um, keep things dead or try to keep things dead, right? So when God made us alive, Satan is now working more hardly to make our lives miserable. Um, and that's what he does. He harasses Christians, us who uh, truly believe in Christ, have saving faith. And he is now at work, but it says now at work in the sons of disobedience, right? Who are the sons of disobedience? Well, those are all of those who are dead in their sins and trespasses. So we were once sons of disobedience, right? So that's what it says whenever you are born into this world, you are born as a son of disobedience. Why? Because back when Adam and Eve uh, failed to keep one command from God, which is do not eat of that fruit, because the day you eat of it, you will surely die. They disobeyed God's word. They questioned God's word. And by doing so, they fell. And now we are the result of that fall. We are born into deadness. We are born dead. And it says, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, so to live in this world or to live like the world is to follow your passions in the flesh. And what are the passions of the flesh? Well, is to sin. Anything that is sin, right? The Ten Commandments. What is that? You shall have no other gods before me. So when we put other things before God, we are committing idolatry. And whenever we commit idolatry, we are saying, this is my God. God, you are set aside. You are second place, third place, wherever uh, you place him. But anything that is you put before God, it's already idolatry and you're sinning. And then we continue on, lying, right? Lying is wrong, right? When people say they commit uh, just white lies, right? White lies are the good lies, right? Uh, because it gets people out of trouble. Let's say something happens. Well, a lie is a lie, right? Lies do not have color, right? So it could be a white lie. It could be a black lie, purple lie, green lie. 
Um, it doesn't matter what color it is. A lie is a lie, and God says that is wrong. Um, and it's one of the Ten Commandments. And in James, it says if you commit or if you break just one of those, you are held liable for all of it. Therefore, that leaves us back into this, we are in the bad news state apart from Christ. Dead in our trespasses and sins because we love our sin um, more than we love God. We can't love God because that's what Paul says in Romans, right? Let me go ahead and read that for y'all. In Romans, it says this in chapter 3. As it is written, no one is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. So that is speaking of all of us who are dead in our trespasses and sins. And not only that, that made us, that makes us sons of disobedience, meaning this is why we are adopted into Christ's family. We're not born into Christ's family in the flesh. We are born again into Christ's family. And that is done by our repenting and believing in Christ, in Christ alone for our salvation. Because that's what Paul says, as we read earlier in verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. It's by grace. It was given to us as a gift. And here... It is letting us know that we were sons of disobedience. And it says, Among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. So let's talk about that for a second. The body, right? That is the flesh. That is our exterior, how we um, do things on the outside. And it says, and the mind. Now that's internally. The mind is not the brain. Uh, the mind is what goes on within the brain, inside the brain. And here it says that we are carrying out the desires of the body and mind. So in order to, um, whenever you're dead in your trespasses and sins, you are carrying out the desires of the body, meaning the flesh. And it says, of and the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath. So what does that mean, children of wrath? Well, children of wrath, meaning that they're, children that God's wrath still abides on them now will it all remain on them forever well if they do not repent from their sins if they do not acknowledge Christ as Lord and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead well they're gonna remain sons of disobedience they're gonna remain children of wrath meaning yes God's wrath will abide on them but this is where the gospel comes in, right? Where we understand that Christ paid it all for us because that's what it says in verse 4. We're going to touch more on that next time. But here it says, And we're by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. So now he is separating the believers from the rest of mankind. That means everyone else. Everyone else are dead in their trespasses and sins who are apart from Christ. And that is the bad news because we're separated from God and we need him. And that's why we are saved by grace through faith. And that's what Paul gets at. Right in verse four, I'll just read it to y'all. And 
just let y'all chew on that. If you want to study it more, you can. But it says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, right back to the believers, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. So in verse 5, he explains that even while we were God-haters, made us alive together with Christ. So God is the one that initiated salvation and completes it, right? Jesus says, all of those that have been given to me, I will lose none, but raise it up on the last day. So that is the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins in according with the scriptures, that he was buried and on the third day he rose from the grave in according with the scriptures. That's the gospel. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. So if you are one of those that are still dead in your trespasses and sins who have not submitted to God and repented from your sins, meaning you t are turning away from what detests God or God detests, God does not command you turn away from sin and your trespasses and you turn to Christ for salvation, you will be saved. So, come to Christ. This is Follow Me to Heaven with Jonathan Romero.